Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everybody, to the House of David Ministries. I am Pastor Summer Allen. I'm Pastor Keith Allen. And welcome to another Bible study. And uh, thank you for everybody trying to make it here. Um, the Bible study is on Leviticus 1, 2, 3, and 4. Hopefully everybody got a chance to, to study, to show thyself approved. <laughs> so I guess what I'm going to do, we're going to go ahead and begin with prayer. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father God, we thank you, dear Lord God, for this blessed time coming to your presence with your word, dear Lord God. We come humbly before your throne, dear Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and just ask, dear Lord God, that you uplift us in the spirit, you give understanding, dear Lord God, knowledge and wisdom to us with this word, dear Lord God. We pray, dear Lord God, that we all come in a receiving spirit, dear Lord God, to receive what you will have for us, dear Lord God, and we rebuke the enemy right now, dear Lord God, and and we bound him, dear Lord God, from trying to, to uh, distract us, dear Lord God, in any way. And we just thank you for being there for us, guiding us, and keeping us, dear Lord God, providing for us, dear Lord God, nourishing us, and loving us. We thank you for all that you do, have blessed us with, and dear Lord God, and we honor and praise and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. 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 All right. Leviticus chapters 1 through 4. So what do you guys think from the reading? Good stuff? Good stuff. <laughs> it all seems to, to kind of like, you know, run together for me. You know, I see that, you know, there were four types of offerings with one through four. It was the burnt offering, the grain offering, the peace offering, and the absolution offering. But when they made the offering, they, the animals were all slaughtered in the same way. Uh, not necessarily. Okay. Is that all you got? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Um, I mean, you know, okay, go ahead. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Hold, hold on. No, no, go ahead, Mimi. I won't say the same way. They were oh, very similar. Yeah, they, they were similar. Yeah, that's what it was. It was similar. It wasn't the same way. It was different animals that you were, you know, supposed to present. And sometimes I saw that it, they were speaking of a male or a female, and then to bring the male. Um, but no, we understood what you meant about the slaughtering or whatever was similar. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Melinda, you had something. Um, just like high level without going into detail on anything, the thing I took away is that it was very specific. Like the instructions were very detailed and specific on exactly what you what they needed to do for each of these. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite sure why. You know, that's sort of what I, <laughs> like, that's what I kind of step on. I'm like, well, why? What do these things represent in today's, like, for me today? Right. This is in the Bible for a reason. So what does it mean for me today? So I haven't really come to any sort of conclusion on that. I'm still, like, ruminating on those things. But that's, like, the, the foremost thing that I noticed in, like, the first four chapters is, you know, focusing on those. Right. Okay. Okay. I, that was exactly it. Like, what does it mean? Because it, it was, like, very, very detailed. I totally agree with that. Uh, we'll get there. Um, we'll get there. For me, um, can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, for me, um, I also noticed, along with those things, that um, not any, just anyone could offer these offerings. It had to be a certain person that could do it whether you were the king versus the common man, whether you were the priest versus the son of Aaron. So it it had to be not only just how you cut into these animals and the sex of the animals or, or the fact that the animals were unblemished, but depending on who you were, depended on what type of offerings you could give as an individual. Okay. All right. Anyone else want to add to? Yeah, anything? God said that he no longer take um take any pleasure in sacrifice and offerings. Mm-hmm. Because the people um did the sacrifice and offerings and then they did what they wanted to do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Jesus came because he did away with that. Jesus being both priest and sacrifice, mm-hmm. okay, because the blood of animals couldn't take away your sins. It could only cover them. But Christ's, Christ's blood took away your sins. Mm-hmm. That's what I got out. That's what I got Okay. I, um, you okay with me? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, there was, like, scripture that, um, I think it was in chapter the chapter two. Chapter two, you were focusing on the claim. Um, hold on one second. It was um something that had jumped out at me. Um, oh wow, I'm just not there, am I? That kind of jumped out at me, and it was actually the the last the last verse there. Or I think it was it that one. Hold on. I don't know. It's uh, chapter three. I'm, I'm my, my my bad. Um, it's uh, chapter three, and the the last two verses of chapter three, which is sixteen and seventeen. Um, and it said, and the priest shall burn them up, or burn them upon the altar. It is the food of the offering made by fire for a sweet savor. All the fat is the Lord's. Because in this particular offering, he was they were talking about the inward parts and taking all of the inward parts and the fat and stuff and, and basically burning it, you know, burning it. But the fat belongs to God. So 
that kind of stood out to me a little bit, like, okay, why is it that God wants fat, right? So I kind of looked up the dictionary to see what fat is. And fat, of course, is uh, having a lot of extra flesh, the extra flesh on your body or having a lot of uh, body fat. Um, one uh, word that kind of really stood out to me in all of these details was increase. That fat is increase. So when you actually think about that, uh, that fat itself was what God was saying that he wanted in offering, is that he wants you to offer him the increase. I was wondering the same thing, Summer, but I didn't quite get that. I was thinking at, like, the kidneys and the liver. I'm like, why is that so important? Right. Um, were you going there? No. I am. No. But you are? Yeah, okay. I am. Like, <laughs> you were there. Okay. <laughs> speculation, but... Speculation. Don't <laughs> uh, the kidneys regulate the blood? Yeah. 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 And so I want to just dump on the, the other thing that I had um, was the blood, right? Because he, that was another thing that he has said. He has said in verse 17, it shall be perpetual statute of your generations throughout all of the dwellings that ye eat neither fat nor blood. Right. So it's like, okay, why can't I have the fat? Why can't I have the blood? So when I when I actually looked up blood, you know, in a di dictionary, it talks about life. The blood that, that the blood is life. So life belongs to God. The increase belongs to God. That these are things that we you know that we're giving up to the Lord is we're giving Him our our life. You know what I mean? We're giving Him our increase. You know, he's saying that it belongs to me. It, he owns it. You know what I mean? Like he had said, cattle on a thousand hills belongs belongs to him. It all belongs to him anyway. Mm -hmm. So you need to give it back. You know. So that's what I got. Okay. My, my little snippet I got. Right. I'll let you go ahead and. Yeah. No. Um. That's good. Good analogy on 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 the fat and stuff. That that. Exactly true. It is an increase. Um, but also, you have good fats, you have bad fats. We know that. Um, the bad fats we know are the ones that clog up our arteries and all this other stuff. But there's a good fat in us. And that good fat that our body so needs is actually what keeps our skin enriched, keeps your hair mm -hmm. Moist, and it also takes care of the nervous system. Mm -hmm. Now, during my research, I looked up, you know, fat and tried to find out, you know, besides what God was asking for, these parts, you know, it's like give me the fat off of the lobe over the uh, kidney. the kidney. Mm -hmm. um, he wanted that fat because it was a substance of life. It was something that helped you stay moist. It kind of pretty much gives life. Gives life. Mm -hmm. So without it, your skin dries up. 
you know, you, you get brittle and you, you, you know, really, you, you can't live that way. But not only that, remember I told you about the good fat. Did you know that your brain is made of 65% of that good fat? Wow. I did not know. 65% of that good fat. And when it comes to the kidneys and the liver, just I'm probably saying it purifies the blood. That's why he wanted it. Anything having to do with purifying, sanctifying, consecrating, right. mm-hmm. he wants it. Just like you say, what's in your heart? The liver and the kidneys take all the impurities, right? And in return, they push out goodness mm-hmm. back into the body. What did Christ do when he came? He took on all the impurities, mm-hmm. pushed out goodness back into the world. He took those impurities with him. Mm-hmm. So God said, give me those impurities. Because if you read it, he says, he, he, you know, you, you, you're, no longer, you know, you're no longer bound by, the, by whatever that sin is or whatever it is you're offering it up for, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's covered and um, with it. And also in the peace offering, he called it a food offering. Mm-hmm. So it's important to God because it's nourishment. He's taking that evil away from us. Mm-hmm. He's snatching it literally, saying, if you want this thing to represent you before me for your sins, I need whatever it is mm-hmm. that's impure about you. Mm-hmm. That's why he says you have to place your hand on the head and do all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Now, me being, uh, you know, re- reader, I, you know, kind of read ahead a few chapters. And if you go into chapters 6 and 7, right, you don't have to turn up. We're just talking about this. When you go into 6 and 7, all of these offerings, God, there's five offerings total. Five is what? Grace. Grace. There's five offerings. We didn't, we didn't touch the fifth one because it's in chapter 5. And that is the, uh, the trespass offering. <laughs> so you got your sin, your trespass, your peace, <laughs> you know, and you got your, uh, your burnt offering and your grain offering, which represents your body. Because that's what Christ, you know, did at the, the Last Supper. And if you read that and understand what Christ was doing with that grain offering, that's what he did at the Last Supper. Um, but these are ways of telling you what you need to do and how you need to do it as far as the offerings go. Mm-hmm. But now when you go further deep into Leviticus, I say you don't have to turn there. There's actually the laws of the offerings. See, these are offerings telling you what types of offerings they are and how they should be conducted. But then you read further, then there's a law about the offering. Just as I promised saying earlier, people were all willy-nilly like, yeah, I'm just going to offer up whatever and do whatever. It, it, it became a, 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 um, a ritual that was just, you know, I, I got to go do this thing. It's like going to confession. Yeah. Oh, I said last week, you know, and blah, 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 you know, and I'm out of here. I'm going to go do it again. And that's what it was. So God's like, no, I'm going to put a stipulation on it. I'm going to give you a law concerning 
how you conduct yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you give me something, now it has to be done in a way. And I'm going to... I'm going to take it to the peace offering because that's when I really, like I said, it really resonates with me from the word I, I received. Um, with the peace offering, the priest gets their, their portion, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to eat it up, just like Passover. Mm -hmm. Nothing's supposed to be left for the next day. But here's the here's the, here's the the thing about the peace offering. If there's something left over the next day, you can eat the second day from the peace offering. But on that third day, resurrection, mm -hmm. you have to get rid of it. It has to be gone. It has you can't eat it on the third on the third day you cannot eat it whatsoever. You have to take it, it says to a, a, a clean place where you take all the unclean stuff and do all the other stuff what it was talking about in here, and you have to do away with it. But now, here's the kicker. All that you did, right, you put your hand on your, your bull, your goat, your whatever it is you had for your peace offering. You said your Hail Marys, God forgive me, whatever. And... The priest put it on, up there to slaughter. He, he drained it correctly, did all this other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. If that priest or any one of these priests eats anything from that peace offering on that third day, it nullifies everything. <laughs> so, so your whole offering was wiped away. If the priest messes up, yeah. you have to give another offering. Pretty much. <laughs> You better, you ain't covered. One or the other. Yeah. Ain't that something? Hopefully, he's trustworthy enough. But again, this is another reason why Christ came. It's like, man, people are messing up left yeah, and right. People, are people, up. people sacrifice it, but it ain't meaning a doggone thing. One thing I had kind of got, like when you were talking about, like, the, you know, we were talking about the N word parts. When you think about now, if you fast forward to now and in, in your life now, we we give sacrifice in our prayer and in our time, too, with God. And that, to me, kind of uh, exemplifies the inward parts. Mm -hmm. You have to say, give me, um, you know, give me your all, you know, in your prayer. Don't just throw up any prayer, you know, to God. Don't just sit there and just, just say, okay, God, you know, how you doing? Okay, I need this and I need that. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Mm -hmm. You know, don't just throw up, you know, you know, prayers that way. There is a process that you have to go through that's exact, like we talk about, like you were saying how it was so defined and detailed. Very particular, yes. Very particular when you come to God. If you're going to come to him, he, he tells you to enter in, you know, his gates with thanksgiving and his course with praise. He tells you the, the, the prayer and how to pray it. When you pray, pray this way. <laughs> Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So he's, he's literally doing the same thing that with, with this offering and showing you fast forward in the future that your prayer 
must be this way. Don't just think that you can come to God anyway. And I, that's the reason why I, I so um, understand why, you know, the Jewish community does not use the name of God because they're not going to disgrace it mm-hmm. the way that we have done Jesus. Mm-hmm. The way that we have just just slander. slander his name. People literally even use it in a as a curse, curse word. word. Mm-hmm. So how can you curse the name of your God? Mm-hmm. And like you had said, you know, in these offerings and stuff, they just did whatever they want to do. So how can you, you know, do that in prayer? You can't just come to God anyway. You've got to come to him humbly, and you've got to come to him correct. Because if you come to him with unforgiveness on you, that's the first thing that he sees. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was uh, dealing with with, uh, a little while back when I was reading and stuff and and I was just dealing with me with, don't just pray that God forgive your transgressions. You pray that you forgive other people who transgress against you because that's like another area that you, you didn't cover in forgiveness. So it's like when you come to God, you come to God with clean hands to say, Lord, you know, you know, I'm I'm offering myself to you because he has said, what did he say? Um, the scripture that uh, that we become an acceptable sacrifice. sacrifice. What it what is it? He said um, a holy and holy and acceptable so to you. How does it how does it go? I don't know um, word for word, dear. But he's telling you that you have to present yourself as a holy sacrifice. You know. He's telling you that you got to be like this. You got to get clean that fat off, clean out the blood, remove all of the purify. stuff. You know, purify yourself so that you can be edified. Mm-hmm. You know, by God. But if you don't, then you're not even really doing your prayer the right way. Right. That's what I kind of got when you were talking about your word. Okay. All right. And there's another interesting fact. Did you guys know, as it says in Revelation, Jesus was judged by the fire. You know, you will be judged by the fire. Okay. This is where whatever's bad will be burnt up, whatever's good will be left. Right? Mm-hmm. In the house of God, the altar, the fire is to never be put out. Oh, yeah. Is forever be burning. Mm. Why? Because there's always sin in the world. So you 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 have to. It's it's a it's a reminder to say you know, check yourself because even Aaron and and Moses before they went before God they had to consecrate themselves. You have to cleanse yourself. That's what these offerings are about cleansing oneself before you go before God, before you offer yourself unto God. Now, the reason why, again, the reason why I like the peace offering, because it reminds me of going into a fast, cleansing and purifying yourself, just as Jesus did for 40 days and for 40 nights. He went and cleansed himself before he started doing work for God. He said, before I start this, this ministry, before I'm all in, let me go and make sure, boom, I got cleansed through my baptism. I came up, when you get baptized, you're supposed to come up a new creature, mm-hmm. a new person, new being, mm-hmm. I should say. 
-hmm. in the spirit. And through the spirit, you go on a fast. You, you're tearing off all the fleshly stuff that you're dealing with. That is the peace offering that you're giving God. I come in peace humbly before you so that I may do your work. Mm -hmm. I can't come to you with guilt, shame, and all this other stuff on me because I'm holding grudges and I'm doing all this other stuff. So he's saying, I am cleansed. Mm -hmm. And God's saying, you know, when he, when he, if you read the scriptures, right when he was baptized by John, it says when he got up and he walked away to go into the wilderness, it says he went into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. But however, before it happened, it said the angels ministered unto him mm -hmm. so that he can withstand those tests and trials. Right. So if you are true to God and you and you honor him and you offer yourself a living sacrifice as, as Christ did mm -hmm. and you cleanse yourself and you spiritually are walking through this thing, God increases you mm -hmm. to take on those battles so when you truly fast and cleanse yourself of all the unnecessary stuff that's going on with you, inward and outward, he can use you more. Yeah. You become more powerful against the enemy. Mm -hmm. See, if you still walk around in the flesh, you say, I gave, my, I gave my life to Christ, and you're still walking in a fleshly manner with a fleshly mind thought process, the enemy still has a, a upper hand on you. Right. But in the spirit... Advantage. Yeah. Advantage. He, 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 in the spirit, you can't contend with what God has given you. Why? Because they left heaven before their time. They were still being taught themselves. Mm -hmm. Just as they always say, Satan bothers with us because he don't even know his own end. He don't know what's going to happen truly in the end. All he knows is, I want everybody down here with me. If I'm going down, everybody's going down. Mm -hmm. Because he wasn't in heaven long enough to even realize that there was something much greater going on than him. Right. You know, and that's just the bottom line. Right. I found that scripture, uh, Romans 12 and 1, and it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And I like that that thing of reasonable service. It's like the, this is the least that you can do. Mm -hmm. You know, is is um, give a prop, give yourself as a proper offering unto God. Mm -hmm. But then I also like what you were saying though too about the strength, because as we fast, as we pray, as we seek God's face and go into that deeper realm with God, um, we do have power over our members to be able to withstand in, in certain times. That's the reason why a lot of the stuff you can't withstand. That's the reason why you end up um, defeated on many tests because your spiritual strength is so weak that, it, that when the enemy comes, you just falter. All you have to do is like, oh, well, this is easy. Let me just go ahead and throw this in front of you or whatever. Or even if you try, like, to say, okay, I'm going to try to get deeper. I'm trying to, try to get stronger. Oh, you trying to get strong? Okay, let me throw this. Let me just throw this in front of you. Mm -hmm. And automatically, boom, you fall and succumb to whatever, whatever it is. It's like you have to 
build your spiritual muscle up, mm-hmm. your strength. Like he has said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So if you become more spiritual and less fleshly, then you can be strong enough to say, I have the victory over these things. But then you can also see the the game before it comes. You can see the enemy coming, you know, when you uh when you get stronger, you know, and your and your eyes begin to see the, the games that he played. And you're like, oh, I'm not I'm gonna fall victim to that. You know, I'm not going to do that. Because literally all he does is that the enemy literally comes at you with the same game but a different face. Right. And as you can see in your life, if you look at your life over and over again, you'll see you were tempted with the same things over and over and over and over and over again. But it was different people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Same game. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for having Oh, you do? Okay. okay. So it is great to make sure that we are offering ourselves unto God to get stronger. Okay. If that works, uh, that's right. Anyone got anything uh, before I move on? Tina, Any Kathy, questions? Anybody else on the line? You good? Yeah, because I had one, uh, you know, I had, I had a couple of notes down here. I want to make sure I touch the uh, topics of them. Uh, when you go into uh, chapter 2, verse 12, if you guys can get there for me. Well, actually, it's verse 11. Chapter 2, verse 11. And this is dealing with the grain offering. And it says, now this is my version. I'm reading uh, the New King James. Okay? No grain offering which you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven. No grain shall be made with leaven. Meaning because you can bring little cakes and stuff for offering. Right? You can bake it, uh, roast it, whatever you want to do with it. But it can't have any leaven in it. Right? Why? Because leaven represents sin. It has to be pure. Okay? So you can't have any leaven. For you shall burn no leaven nor any honey in any offering to the Lord made by fire. Mm-hmm. I said honey. Honey curates um, and hardens. Uh-huh. Okay, so it like rises. Yeah. Like the same thing that uh, uh, yeast would do. Right. Mm-hmm. Honey. He was asking about honey. Why? Why no? Why no honey? Why no honey? Because honey is. Is like you said, it, it will still cause the bread to get a little rise, and it will cause hardening as well. It will like caramelize on, on the, in the fire. So if you can, if you calculate that to the flesh, it's like your flesh rising up, mm-hmm. you know, or um, active activity of it, right. you know. I thought honey would represent like the. the kind of materialistic or fleshly desires. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is. That is true. Yeah. Um, but he was asking, I was trying to explain to him what honey does. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right. So, but you're right on point. So, in verse 12, it says, As for the offering of the first fruits, you shall offer them to the Lord, but they shall not be burnt on the altar for a sweet savor aroma. 
And here's here's what really gets me. The, uh, verses 13 says this. Verse 13 says this. And every offering of your grain offering you shall season with salt. Mm-hmm. You shall not allow the salt of the covenant of your God to be lacking from your grain offering. With all your offerings, you shall offer salt. Mm-hmm. And I have here in my notes, the body represents the, the grain, like I said, full of God's word, the salt. And we say, how you, you lost your savor. You no longer savor your, the words that you say are no, no longer enticing to the people who you're trying to teach or preach because it has lost its savor. It has lost the salt. Mm-hmm. That's why God always says that a sweet aroma, a sweet savior, mm-hmm. coming to Him, right? It's mm-hmm. it's not actually sweet, but He's saying it. That's it's a way enjoyable. of saying good, enjoyable, good, something mm-hmm. pleasant. Mm-hmm. The salt represents the word. Yes. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. That's why it's good to pray the word. I was thinking. Uh, all the compass, every time you make a pack or something, it's always made with a salt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a... Yeah, every time you make a covenant, yeah. Yeah, yeah, every time you make a covenant, it's made with salt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is very true. That is very true. Is that why salt was so important in the old world? So, one of the reasons. One of the reasons, yeah, salt, salt was very important because it was just, you know, something that, you know, it was one of the biggest trades, and plus it was in abundance over in the, in the um, you know, when you go to um, the, Dead the Dead Sea, mm-hmm. the Dead Sea is like white. There's no fish technically there because it's so much salt that <laughs> there's no life in it. It's right. like, it, it, it's too much salt. So you have, to, you have to portion it just right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, yeah, the Dead Sea is full of salt, mm-hmm. but it was in abundance. You get that water and you strain it just right, you get all that salt, you can trade. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, and I had wanted to jump back to the beginning of Chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 3. Okay. Okay. When anyone offers a grain offering to the Lord, his offering shall be of fine flour, meaning some good stuff, and he shall pour oil on it and put frankincense on it. He shall bring it to the to Aaron's sons, the priests, one of whom shall take it from his hands and uh, the, and his handful of fine flour and oil with the frankincense, and the priest shall burn it as a memorial on the altar, an offering made by fire as we savor to the Lord. The rest of the grain offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is most holy of the offering to the Lord made by fire. So, you know, you got frankincense, you know, and myrrh, all those are really rich, um, spices back in those days, and I believe it was uh, uh, myrrh 
that they they used to mix with the uh, cheap wine to try to give it a little more uh, flavor. Once it got all old and nasty, they they would put myrrh in it. It was kind of almost like a vinegar. And that's what they tried to hand Jesus on the cross on that sponge was some old wine with myrrh in it. That's why they that's why they said vinegar because that's what it tasted like. It was it was old nasty wine. But what did Jesus say at Last Supper? I would not taste from the vine again until mm-hmm. you all sup with me in heaven. That's so he couldn't drink any wine. He don't care if it was bad or not. He couldn't right. take it. That's why he turned his head away from it. And they probably tried to get it to deal with the pain. Or yeah, and it, and it was. And it was to, to kill the pain as well. It was to dull the pain. Mm-hmm. And that's what they used uh, for, as we call anesthesia or whatever, right. <laughs> when, when, they were, when, they were, when they were dealing with people. Yeah. But he couldn't do it. But frankincense, again, was one of those uh, rich, uh, as you know, was one of the ones that who? He received at his birth. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, with oil, mm-hmm. anointing, mm-hmm. right? You're anointing with oil this grain. Mm-hmm. Everything's get anointed, and it, and it gets and it gets the word, right? Saul was anointed with the oil. David was anointed with the oil. All the, the prophets was anointed. You know. Mary, uh, not Mary Magdalene, but when the, the the one lady came, and she anointed his 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 uh him with the oil with the alabaster jar. Okay. Oil and salt are very important when it comes to consecration. Mm-hmm. You're preparing yourself for the greater life, for something greater, something more pure than what you are already the state you're already in. Now we know it said every. It, can you hear me, okay? Yeah, can you hear us? Your muscle, I can't hear what you're saying. Okay. Okay, I'll deal with it. Okay. And so, um, um, so can you hear me now? A little bit better. Okay. So, so um, everything was to be burned on the altar, on the altar, you know, except again. It says here the grain was to be burned on the altar as a memorial. But later on it says that you should not burn the the uh, first fruits on the altar, right? Mm-hmm. Because the first fruits are mm-hmm. already righteous. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is that why um, when... Oh. Adam's son, Cain. Um, Cain, he didn't offer his first fruits to yeah, God, he but he says that he brought it as time went on, something like like, like that. But but his brother brought his first fruits. Yeah. Okay. And Cain did it as time went on. You know, yeah. Not when he felt like it. Yeah. Cain, 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 Cain was probably the reason why God wrote Leviticus. <laughs> Because Cain was doing all sorts of wrong. So his wasn't accepted. That's why God didn't accept his offering, because he brought it when he felt he wanted to. And he said, if you if you shall do well, will you not be accepted or received? Because Cain was like everybody else. Man, this is a good one. 
Right. That he does to, to literally just put that, like you had said, that little pebble in your way to make you fall. And and like he had said that if you if you fall or if you um if you um get clean the house of whatever you know demonic you know or uh, evil spirits that seven times seventy to come back. I can attest to the fact that you know I have backslidden in my walk with the Lord. Um, after you know, first five years, I was going strong, man, strong in in church, celibate. You know, I was you know doing my thing, and I'm thinking I'm so so saved, as they as they say. <laughs> I mean, because even my one uh, my one cousin Kiana was like, she would just call me stone saved, <laughs> whatever that means. But. Here I was, you know, back in, you know, back in the same place again. And like, like, like he had said, nothing befalls you but that which is common. Mm-hmm. And just meeting one person saying hello, <laughs> right after that hello, it was like boom. You know, here I am a year later, and I'm right back to the beginning again. Committing all the sins that 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 I used to. So, like you said, it's just that one little door. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's searching for one little chink in your armor, and that's it. And, and God already warned us about the enemy. Here, and you don't have to turn. I'm going to read this in Genesis chapter three, verse one. Now, the serpent was more subtle yes. than any beast of the field which the <laughs> Lord God had made. <laughs> Right. right there. Right. He's very subtle. He He's not in your face. No, no, no. This is what I'm going to do to you. Blah, blah, blah. No. He tries to entice you. He tries to manipulate you to go against what God is telling you to do. Right. So when God gave us these offerings saying, okay, you want to offer unto me for your sins. I understand it. I respect that. But this is how I want it done. Right. So now God's like, wait a minute. It's kind of like our, 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 our laws. You know, what we have, you know, in our Constitution and all this other stuff. God's like, wait a minute. I gave you some instructions. I gave you some commandments. But I think they need to be backed up by something else. So, again, these are just commandments on how he wanted you to do the offering. Now, if you read through first, uh, chapter 6 and 7, you will see that it says you have the law of the grain offering in chapter 6, uh, verses 14, it starts. You have the law of the burnt offering, chapter 6, verse 8. The law of the trespass offering, chapter 7, verse 1. You have the law of the sin offering, chapter 6, verse 24. The law of the peace offering, chapter 7, verse 11. So he gave laws on top of the instructions on how to do things. And if you, like I said, if you read through those on your own time, you will see how they back up what is being said in the first four and five chapters about the other five offerings. Now, again, uh, offerings are not tithes. And you notice that You notice that in, in, in Leviticus, God speaks. I know, right? 
you notice in Leviticus that God speaks more on offerings than he does tithes? But what do we do these days? We don't care about your offering. Go ahead and give your love offering, but make sure you pay your tithes every week. <laughs> but God's like, the offerings is where it's at because the offerings is where you're giving up yourself. The tithes is the increase. That's already been blessed. It's righteousness in itself. God, you know, John said there will come. I, will, I baptize you with water, but there will be one that comes to baptize you with fire, which is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus came to do. He didn't come to give us anything on tithing. He came to talk about the offering of yourself to God. Right. And how do you go about doing this? How do you consecrate yourself to start this work for God? Because it's not through tithing because that comes with righteousness. Right. But the offering itself takes work. It takes dedication. It takes understanding. And it takes it takes over your very well being. Because I mean when you think about it on a on a deeper level, the thing about it is is that we can have this topical relationship with God by just Okay, I'm going to read my word, and I'm going to go to church, you know, every Monday, or I'm sorry, every every Sunday and Wednesday, and then I'm going to, you know, pay my tithes and my offering. I'm a good Christian, and I'm going to make heaven. The purpose of God coming down here, sacrificing his life, was not for you to do that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It was because he wanted a direct relationship with you. It required for you to even be able to get into heaven. It is required that you have this direct connection with God, be filled with the Holy Spirit, continuing to increase by the Spirit so that you can make it. Mm -hmm. And that's why Jesus tells us to pick up our cross. Right. A lot of people are like, oh, well, Jesus died on the cross for us, you know, for our sins, yes, but he's telling you to pick up your cross up as your cross well because right. you have to be sacrificed as well. Right, because if you suffer with me, then you'll reign with me. Uh, here, okay, tithes, a tenth of your increase. Increase. Increase, not a tenth of what you have. A tenth of your increase, your righteousness. And it's kind of be like a goodwill offering, right? Like right. Just something you get just because. Right. Yes. Right. It's, it's an increase. Like, if God gave me a new word, I'm going to want to share it. If God gave me $100, I'm going to want to give a tenth of it. Uh, whatever. No matter which category you put it in, it's giving up that thing, which has already been, again, blessed by God. Mm -hmm. That's how you received it. Offerings come from you and you alone. No one tells you to come give an offering. Right. That's from not in abundance, not to say that you, well, you're going to need abundance in order to do it. Yes, don't get me wrong. You're going to need it. I need some grain in order to give a grain offering, right? I need some, a goat or something to give a burnt offering. But my point is you, when you do have it and you know that you're trying to 
cleanse yourself of something, you have to get the offering mm-hmm. of yourself, your own free will. Yeah, so it's not from an increase, but it's you're like, man, this fifty dollars is all I got, and I got to make this last for two weeks, right? But you're like, you know what, Lord? Now, if you're back in Moses' day, I'm th- th- put your mind back there, okay? You're like, I sinned a great sin just yesterday. I think I need to go give an offering. So you take that fifty, and you go and like, God, you know what? I'm sorry. Right, I need to cover myself. Right, I need to cover myself because that $50 is not going to do you any more good in your hand than it will out of your hand if you don't give it up (laughs) because you have sinned the sin. But now he's saying because Christ has come to cover all these offerings and all of these rituals and procedures, he's saying not only for us to understand it, because, again, we're going to have to go through it in order to do the work. Mm-hmm. Now, did Christ wipe away all the commandments? No, he just fulfilled them. Okay? He fulfilled the law. Mm-hmm. Okay? But the law still stands. Why? Because we're still in sin. hmm we need to be covered. Don't get me wrong. Jesus and his blood covers us in our sins. But however, we still need the law to push us towards Christ, to push us towards picking up our cross. How do we do that? Through these offerings. Christ has shown you. I, I've shown you. I've done all this. You read through Leviticus and you put Christ in your mind as you're reading you will see what he has done. And I always say he's our living example. He came in the flesh to show us exactly how it is done. Because this this book of Leviticus is a book of righteousness. It shows us how to live righteously in Christ. It is not nullified through his death and resurrection, Mm -hmm. but it is manifested through the power that raised him to show us and open up our eyes as to how we actually should be living. It's not to say, oh, you've you got to follow the law. I'm not telling you to follow the law, but what I'm telling you to is to follow righteousness. And Jesus was righteous and is righteousness for us. And he showed us that through his sacrifice and offering himself up. I'll stop rambling on. I'll let somebody jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to share what I learned about um, the offering, like what the words mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at Leviticus one thirteen, okay. where it says, let me, um, I'm sorry, Leviticus 1, verse 3. Hmm. This offering be a birth sacrifice uh, of the herd. Let him be offered a male without blemish, or he shall offer of the doing voluntary rule at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Um, so the word offering there, the Hebrew word is korban, but it, it comes from a different word, but I'll be cited. Um, well, the root of that word 
come near, approach, mm-hmm. or enter in. <laughs> so I found that really interesting. Wow. Um, and then the word for the burnt sacrifice is Ola, O-L-A-H, and that means to, it comes from the root to ascend. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That would be really interesting. Wow. Uh, like, uh, the stuff you're telling me, the Hebrew words is, like, what is the function? Like, right, right. why are you doing this sacrifice? Mm-hmm. This is, like, a real eye-opener for me. Like, okay, to come near to God and to ascend into his presence. Yes. Uh, yes. I thought that was really cool to, to learn those words. Right. Yes. That is. Great. So, anyway, just wanted to share that. No, that that was that was actually very very powerful. Um, those those uh, words. So it it puts a cap on it all because mm-hmm. it is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. you know again, why are you doing it? There's a reason for it. Get back to God. Get back to Him. As if people think, oh, you don't have to do the law. Like I say, no, you don't have to do the law. It's fulfilled. But the point is to live righteousness righteously. Right. Through it. Right. Take the example. Righteously through it, meaning I'm not under its command anymore. No. Mm-hmm. It is now me. Right. The law, the law is now part of me. It right. is me. Right. I am it. Right. And the law is righteously. Mm-hmm. It does what God wants it to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus did. He fulfilled the law. He became... Well, he is the word, so he, he was already the law, and he just showed you how to command it. You don't have to frustrate yourself. Like I said, I, that one scripture say, I, I, I dare not frustrate, you know, the grace of God. Right. You don't need to frustrate the grace of God. You just need to live righteousness. in righteousness. righteousness. Mm-hmm. That's Could, what it's all about. So, Tina, you had anything? Okay. Oh. Anyone on the line? No? Okay. okay. Wow. All right. So we, we, we pick up anything this week, guys? Any kind of understanding? Uh, any uh, foot forward? Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's been insightful to just force myself to read it and to really, like, meditate on it and kind of think about it. So that's good. Like, I'm blind. I'm like learning this part of his work, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's the Bible, it's important. But I just want to like, I want to be able to read it and understand it, you know. Yeah, right. well, that, that, that's, no, that's one, um, one knock that most modern day Christians get is that we are New Testament of Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But the New Testament derived from the old. Right. And it refers to those. Yes, and that's all Jesus referred to was the law. Right. Everything that he was correcting, he said the law said this way and this way, the law said this, but you're doing that. You know, and he talked about how their lack of understanding in the law caused them to falter. Because you had the Sadducees and the Pharisees telling people what they can and can't do. You do this, do that. You can't heal on the Sabbath. You can't do this. You can't do that. But he's like, wait a minute. You can't heal on the Sabbath, but you'll go and chase down a goat of yours that ran away. Mm-hmm. But you won't heal someone who's crippled, 
got some kind of right. issue or whatever. You tell them to come back on the on the other days. It's literally in the word. It says telling them to come back on the other other days of the week, other than the Sabbath, for healing. It's yes, not. And, and really, what God is saying, like you've taken everything out of context. Yeah, take it out of context. You're not really getting it. You're not really understanding or seeing, like like you had said, like diving into the word, looking at it, like you said, rightly dividing the, the word, word of truth. I mean, he's, he's telling you, like, don't just topically just, you know, just breeze through it. Like, oh, wow, this is saying this over and over again. I'm just going to go ahead and go to chapter 6. What is it? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So you're going to miss it. Like you had said, it's in the small details. So it's in taking the time to literally take it line upon line, precept upon precept, and seeing what God is saying to you about it. What, what is standing out? What is God, you know, ministering to you? Yeah. You know, for for me, like I said, you know that inward part and the fat and the blood. That's that's that was my part. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very important. All of it is important. So. I got a lot. I got a lot of increase. <laughs> you got a lot of increase. Well, we're gonna begin a whole lot of increase in the next few weeks because it's gonna really get into a lot of um, of self. I'm gonna say self because it's gonna open up our eyes to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the things that we deal with every day, and the things that we may or may not be going through, but probably have gone through in the past, right? Um, and prayerfully will not go through in the future. But it it will open up, you know, that door to us. So it's going to be good um, the next few weeks. Next week is going to be a lot of heavy reading again. I was actually light on you guys. Four chapters, you can read a chapter a day, so that was pretty light, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was pretty light, but I, I still want to give you guys uh, enough time to get your notes down and your thoughts down as well. So um, next week, let's do chapters six and seven, because I want to get into that law. Let's give my five. Yeah, we're gonna skip five. Okay. Only for I mean, read five for your for your own um, you know, understanding and justification. That's six and seven. Six, seven, twelve. So you guys might want to write this down. Six and I'll text it out. Six, seven, twelve. Twelve is very important. Very, very important. Uh, Twelve, fifteen, and sixteen. Six, seven, twelve, fifteen, and sixteen. Yep. Did anybody get that? Yep. Okay, maybe you can text it to us. <laughs> I got it. I got it. But 12 is going to be very important. Yeah? Okay. All right. All right, so anyone got anything else before we uh, adjourn? Any testimonies, any great things that have happened since we uh, last time? Uh, 
my best friend had a baby girl over the weekend. Tell Sarah, this, all she had to do was wait on God. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's good news. Good, good. Anybody else? Okay. Any prayer requests? Anything, anybody specific thing that you want to pray about? Yeah, my health. Father, 
I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for Melinda. I pray, Lord God, that these applications that she has, she has submitted out, Lord God, Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus that there is one among them, Lord Father, that, that you have will in her life that it be done in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord Father, that you would open a great door for her, Lord Father, that she can be able to walk in, that, Lord Father, she would have peace on her job, Lord Father, that, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, she can endure with peace of mind. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that it be a job to sustain her and help to add to her house and increase, Lord Father, that they can be able to cover their bills, Lord God, and have more, Lord God, even than that. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you would continue to, to guide her hand, guide her footsteps, Lord God, and have her to be increased in her faith in you, that you are able to do all things, <clears throat> exceeding abundant above anything we can ask or think, that, Lord Father, you are fully capable and able, Lord God, to deliver and to set free and to, Lord God, bless at the same time as well. We pray, Lord Father, for this Bible study, Lord God, that these words not be stolen from us. We rebuke the enemy right now in the name of Jesus, that we will continue to contemplate on the sacrifice, Lord Father, and that we will have the, have great testimony in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Love you guys. And I, I'll be texting those chapters out to you guys in just a minute here, so you should receive it in about a couple minutes.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.